Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The San Francisco Giants make franchise history. The biggest question for the Bucks this week doesn't involve Tom Brady. Plus, how concerned should Jaguars fans be about number one pick Trevor Lawrence? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The San Francisco Giants won a franchise record 104th game, beating the Diamondbacks 1-0. On Wednesday night, of course, overshadowed in a lot of ways by the Dodgers' incredible comeback. They score five runs in the bottom of the eighth to beat the Padres 11-9. to Joining me now from Locked on Giants, Ben Kaspik. And Ben, uh, this is one of those things that, that I think typifies the Giants' season. They have this incredible year, a, a, an out-of-nowhere year in a lot of ways, and yet the Dodgers steal the headlines once again on a night when they set a franchise record for wins. All everyone's going to want to talk about today is, well, did you see the Dodgers game? First of all, just absolutely incredible win. They were down nine to five and they hit four home runs or five home runs in a two inning period, including four in the eighth inning. So, wow. I mean, it was looking like uh, if the Dodgers lost, which it was looking like they were going to lose, that the Giants would have a three game lead with four to play. And so over here in the Bay Area, we were basically basically getting ready to celebrate and getting the champagne ready. But the Dodgers had other ideas. And honestly, it doesn't surprise us because that team we understand is very, very good. And this has been a fight all year long between these two teams and the standings. And I really wouldn't it, it doesn't surprise me that it probably will come right down to the end. And this is important, though, because the, the winner of the division, I mean, winning the division versus having to play in the wild card is an enormous difference, especially given the way a team like the Cardinals, for example, in in the wildcard spot is playing right now. It's huge. It's it's night and day. I mean, the Cardinals, they lost today, but before that, 17 wins in a row. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then the um, they have a couple of players who have just traditionally killed the Giants in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. And in baseball, one game anything can happen as we kind of saw tonight, right? Just crazy things can happen. Uh, The Giants had a tough time with the D-backs, the worst team in baseball the last couple of days. (laughs) They were able to win, but the D-backs, I mean, tonight it was one nothing, right? That game can easily go either way. So to avoid, to have a 104 win and counting season uh, come down to just one game, you absolutely do not want that to happen. Uh, and so, yeah, winning the division guarantees you a best of five series and the Giants very much want to do that. And they want to knock off the Dodgers who have won this division every year starting in 2013. So, you know, they're past due to get overtaken. Would a 104 win team or, or maybe even, uh, you, you know, the, the, the Dodgers, who knows how many they win uh, getting into the wild card round? Do you think that could offset more discussions on how to to change the the playoff system in in baseball? It seems like every pro sports league is trying to figure out how do they make this more equitable? How do they avoid situations like this where you're going to have what an 85 win team in the NL East uh, have have a, a real playoff spot and then a hundred plus win team have a wild card spot? Yeah, I sure hope so. I've been I've been kind of beating this drum for years and years. It's just completely unfair 
uh, one of the Giants or the Dodgers is going to be in the wildcard game and very well may be eliminated. And like you said, the Braves right now have 85 wins and they're one win away from clinching the division and getting themselves a best of five series. It just really doesn't make any sense. And I think that given that the Giants and Dodgers both are well past 100 wins and will end up well past 100 wins, it very much should spark some change. And I think that it will. There's a, The collective bargaining agreement expires uh, after this season. I think we're going to see a lot of changes, and I would expect there's going to be some changes to the playoff structure. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, the biggest question for the Bucks this week doesn't involve Tom Brady. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more from a chain store or car dealership? Don't do that. Go to a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and never overpay. They have the same low prices for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com now. Check out their website. Check out the inventory. Everything your car will need from brake lamps to tail lamps, brake parts, motor oil, everything you could possibly need and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Blue Jays slugger Marcus Semien set a major league record for home runs by a second baseman when he hit his 44th of the season on Wednesday night against Yankees ace Garrett Cole. Semien's homer, a two-run shot into left field, broke a tie with Davey Johnson and gave Toronto an early lead in their September showdown against an AL wildcard rival. That run was enough to beat the Yankees 6-5, keeping their playoff hopes alive. The Red Sox also gain a game on the Yankees by beating the Orioles 6-0 and are now just one game back. The St. Louis Cardinals won 17 games in a row heading into Wednesday night. Did they make it 18? The Cardinals winning streak is no more. I'm Lucas Smith of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Cardinals are shut out for the 16th time this season. 4 nothing to the Milwaukee Brewers, and their historic 17-game winning streak will come to an end tonight. It's a streak that will go down in history. It's a streak that will get the Cardinals in the postseason. That is the credit to the Cardinals getting in the postseason. And now that the streak is over, it's time to put our sole focus on getting ready for the postseason. In the game tonight, it was the offense that could not get anything going against Adrian Hauser as he continues his solid numbers against St. Louis this season as he goes five innings of shutout baseball. And it's almost fitting that it was the offense that came up short tonight because it was the offense throughout this entire winning streak that was the the catalyst for the Cardinals winning all these games in the month of September. The Cardinals are still on a good roll. They're still having a good month in September. Winning streak is over. We can appreciate the winning streak for what it was. Now the Cardinals are going to rest their players as they did tonight, getting them ready for the wildcard game next Wednesday. After further medical examination, Patriots running back James White is expected to miss the rest of the season with a hip injury. White immediately rolled over and grabbed for his right hip after a six-yard gain, his only carry of the game, in Sunday's 28-13 loss to the New Orleans Saints. White was carted off the field and taken to the locker room for x-rays. 
That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. Week three is in the books. Week four on deck. The AFC North leading Cincinnati Bengals kick off week four tonight against the winless Jacksonville Jaguars. The betonline.ag line for this game is Cincy giving eight. The big one is on Sunday night. Tom Brady's return to Foxborough coming off the Bucks' loss to the Rams. They are still seven-point favorites against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles are each one and two. But the seven-and-a-half-point spread suggests there is still belief in the Chiefs and not the Eagles for, you know, Patrick Mahomesian reasons. For all your football gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 100% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. It's Brady versus Belichick in Foxborough this weekend, and the storylines are endless. But the biggest question for the Bucs this week isn't about their passing game. James Jericho here from the Locked On Bucks podcast talking about the biggest question surrounding the Buccaneers in week four. And as funny as it sounds, with Tom Brady on the cusp of breaking the all-time passing record, the biggest question around the Buccaneers is can they get the run game going with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette? The Patriots, through three weeks of the season, have a stout passing defense. So the Bucs offense needs to keep them honest and get that run game going so that they have to respect that and allow things to open up for Tom Brady to target Gronk, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, if he is able to come off of the reserve COVID list in time. So can they finally get Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette on track and add a new element to this offense, or is it going to be more struggles out of the run game for the Buccaneers early in this 2021 season? At 3-0, the questions for the Panthers might be, are they for real? But what questions do they need to answer on the field in order to beat Dallas? Hey, Julian Council here, host of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, answering what's the biggest question for the Carolina Panthers heading to Sunday's matchup against the Dallas Cowboys? Well, it's pretty simple. What does this team look like without Christian McCaffrey in the backfield? We got to see a little bit of it on Thursday as Sam Darnold had the moxie, according to head coach Matt Rule, in leading to the Panthers to a 24-9 win against the Houston Texans and a 3-0 start. It's not just Christian McCaffrey who's out for this game. It's also J.C. Horn. The Carolina Panthers have three of their five starters in the secondary from week one on IR currently. How can this team overcome injuries as they go up against their stiffest challenge of the season in the Dallas Cowboys? That's the question that needs to be answered with the Carolina Panthers as they head to Dallas on Sunday at 1 p.m. The Denver Broncos are another 3-0 team that some are questioning. This week, they host the Ravens. Where does their focus need to be this week? This is Cody Rourke of Lockdown Broncos. What do the Broncos have to do this week preparing for the Baltimore Ravens? This is the biggest question the Denver Broncos are facing ahead of Week 4. Obviously, with the injury news to wide receiver K.J. Hamler, torn ACL, he'll be out for the season. Who will step up? The Broncos, they have two major injuries to two of their key wide receivers. Jerry Judy not expected back for another six to eight weeks. And now KJ out for the season. You have Cortland Sutton. You have Tim Patrick. Will the Broncos look to bring somebody in to the mix this week? Or will they stay with some heavy personnel? That is one of the biggest questions to watch this week with the Denver Broncos. Coming up, how concerned should Jaguars fans be about Trevor Lawrence? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar 
on the planet. On the planet is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar in the limited time flavor right now. Cookie dough chunk. I have not yet tried it, but I have been told on good authority, it is delicious. All the limited time flavors, they've all been glorious. Each one just as good, if not better than the last. They've got all these terrific base flavors, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, coconut. I mean, just the, the list goes on and on and they're all high in protein high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. And I don't know how they do it, but they do it. It's delicious. And you should be eating them. If you're not, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Thursday night football is the battle of former number one overall picks. Joe Burrow from a season ago and Trevor Lawrence from this past NFL draft. It's the 2-1 and Bengals against the 0-3 Jacksonville Jaguars. Joining me now from Locked on Jaguars, Tony Wiggins. And Tony, you're shaking your head as we get in here. Uh, this 0-3 Jaguars team. Let's start with Trevor Lawrence because he was billed as a generational quarterback talent. How much of his early struggles do you think is just a rookie quarterback being a rookie quarterback? Uh, about 80% of his struggles. The other 20% is probably the situations that they're putting him in, or more importantly, the ones they're not putting him in and making things easy for him. It doesn't help. Um, I, with the exception of last week's game against Arizona, they've gotten behind. Mm -hmm. And then he's tried to play a little bit of hero ball. Now, we still see the tantalizing talent. But I think going through these struggles kind of reminds me of Troy Aikman, and I hate to date myself, but going back to 1989. <laughs> but there were struggles with Troy Aikman, and there, you know, but he always seemed brave. You know, he was like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. It's like no matter how many times he knocked me down, I'm gonna get up. So it told us a lot about him, and I see that in Trevor Lawrence as well. We we could even do Peyton Manning, a little bit more recent example, um, and he was a turnover machine. As a rookie, Trevor Lawrence has been that. But as you, as you mentioned, we've seen the talent, the wow throws he's still putting on tape. So th through three games, we, we understood this Jacksonville team was not going to compete for any Super Bowls. But how above or below expectations to this point have they been in your eyes? Below, because you can really tell that Urban is trying to figure it out and that's something that you don't really need to see on the surface. That's usually one of those subcutaneous below mm -hmm. the surface type of deals, but it, it's glaring. You know, they, this is the second straight week. They're going to pick a tight end up uh, and he's going to start. That's weird for a team that had so much cal salary cap space that they don't have their finger on the pulse of their team enough to know what they have and what they don't. So was Tim Tebow me, not what, available? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But that just goes to show you that you wasted time with that when you could have been having some of these guys in camp, these professional pass catchers. Just the fact that you would underrate that to the point where you'd have a guy who was eight years removed trying out for that position and now you're still digging for it. It just means that they don't quite have a finger on the pulse of everything and they're trying to get guys to do things that they can't do. The Whirly Bird last week on the, um, on the Flea Flicker. They had, you know, Andrew Norwell doing a whirly bird trying to trick J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's a Hall of Famer, man. He ain't falling for that. <laughs> and he basically blew the play up and Trevor threw a pick six. You have to know who can do what and don't ask too much of them. So, okay, so the, the coaching staff is trying to figure it out. It is a team that 
has some key talent deficiencies. So what in in this game do you want to see that says, okay, this team is making progress? Continued improvement. They improved last week. They improved the week before that against Denver. They improved last week to the point where they were actually winning the game halfway through the third quarter against Arizona. Now you need to continue to close that gap. But you're doing it against a team that was basically you a year ago. Mm-hmm. Rookie quarterback, they have a new defense, they had a bad offensive line, you have a good offensive line. It's going to be a little bit of a test now to see how far away you are because you can chase the target, but if you're chasing the target that's moving away from you, that means your job is going to be that much tougher and you got to be that much better in the offseason. And finally, Milwaukee will likely be without top setup reliever Devin Williams for the playoffs after the right-hander broke his pitching hand punching a wall after having a few too many drinks following Sunday's game that clinched the National League Central Division title for the Brewers. Williams told local reporters that after the celebration, quote, I went out to have a few drinks, and at my home I was a little frustrated, upset, and I punched a wall. That's how it happened. Williams has been one of the best relievers in baseball for one of the best pitching staffs in baseball for a team that has legitimate pennant aspirations. This is a huge potential loss for the Brewers, which means one silly, dumb mistake could be the difference in a team winning a pennant, going to the World Series, even winning the World Series, and not. Thanks for making Lockdown Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Friday, what will the keys to week four in the NFL be? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Today.